Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win! Now that's a steal by Murr, underneath the DJ, right there! Going up over Bell, Paul away! going on guys welcome to the first episode of season three of dime dropper post game live recaps and reactions laker and clipper basketball you already know how it is before we get started please make sure to subscribe on youtube at dime dropper it's not dime dropper podcast anymore we're just dime dropper now and obviously follow me on twitter and instagram and tiktok at dime dropper pod Tonight, only one game on the schedule. I am sorry I had prior commitments. I did not get to watch Boston and Philadelphia, but I'm going to probably try to watch it after I record this and give you some analysis on that the next time I go live, which is going to be Thursday after the Clippers' first game against these very Lakers. Tonight, it was the Lakers and the Warriors ring night. I also want to say big shout-out to everybody in the live right now. I see your comments. Shout-out to you guys. And, of course, the listeners listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let's get this thing going, though. Lakers and Warriors at the Chase Center. Emotional night. The Warriors have obviously had a lot of controversy recently with the whole Draymond Green, Jordan Poole thing, but you would not have been able to tell if you watched the game tonight. As far as starting lineups for the Warriors, you knew they were going to go with Steph Curry, Jordan, I'm sorry, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Klay Thompson, Draymond, and Kevon Looney, the same five that won them the championship as a starting five. And the Lakers, it was going to be very interesting to see who they started. Obviously, you knew it was going to be LeBron. You knew it was going to be AD. But nobody else was a guarantee. Russell Westbrook did indeed end up starting. There was a lot of conversation about whether he was going to come off the bench or not. Coach Darvin Ham, who this was his debut as a coach, as a head coach. So the Lakers, yeah, Russell Westbrook, Darvin Ham was in his coaching debut and he sat out. Or sorry, brought Westbrook off the bench in the Sacramento preseason game, I believe it was. It was in the preseason game. But tonight he started him alongside Lonnie Walker at the three with Pat Bev in the backcourt alongside Westbrook. I thought Westbrook and Pat Bev were going to start together, but I didn't think Lonnie Walker would start at the three. So Lonnie with LeBron at the four and AD at the five, which I, if you listen to last night's preview, check that out, by the way, on every single team, time stamped as well. AD is unwillingness to play the five has really hurt the Lakers at times. But I like how he's willing to do it to start the game. Now, the beginning of the game, by the way, the Warriors won. If you're just tuning in and you wanted to know, or if you didn't know and you're tuning in, to, yeah, you definitely know. What am I saying? The Warriors did win the game comfortably. Spoiler alert. But first quarter, very sloppy. A lot of turnovers. I remember there was one time they showed a graphic late in the quarter that said the, the Warriors had six turnovers, the Lakers had five. And that's typical for your first game of the season. You already know how that's going to go. But 
What interested me or impressed me in the beginning of the game was Anthony Davis. This was the Anthony Davis that every single Laker fan has been wanting in the first quarter, in the, in the first half in general. His first basket, his first shot, he got the ball mid-range area, left side of the court against Kevon Looney, one-on-one, jab step, went left, went up strong for a layup. And I think the main difference with AD tonight, especially in that first half, and he had eight points in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken, he caught the ball in better areas. He wasn't catching the ball 18 feet away from the basket where he's not a threat because he was able to play the five, even though the Lakers did not have necessarily good spacing for today's standards because Westbrook, LeBron, Lonnie Walker, and Patrick Beverly. I mean, there are some shooters in there, but it's not the best. But compared to in the past, or compared to if AD's playing the four, it's more spacing. Because you're playing with literally just forwards and guards. No bigs. So AD gets the paint. And he was really dominating inside in the beginning of the game. Although I thought there was one time, right after he had scored his first basket, where he caught the ball in a similar spot against Kevon Looney, left side of the court, mid-range area, but a little bit further out. And he could have... Looney already had one foul... And I thought he was going to go right back to that drive and try to get a second foul, put some pressure on the refs, and he settled for a step back. But overall, that's nitpicking because AD was really good in the first half. And the thing about Anthony Davis is he does it on both ends, and that's what makes such a difference for the Lakers, who came out in no switching at all. It's gonna, They're going to play the pick and roll straight up, and they're going to rely on Anthony Davis in drop coverage. And Anthony Davis in the 2020 season was as good as it gets in drop coverage because he's an amazing rim protector, but he's so agile. He can show on the guard and play two guys at once so well, show on the guard and protect a law pass. He's just, he can split the difference so well, and he has great positional awareness on that end of the floor. And you just saw him intimidating guys at the rim. There were even times where Steph Curry in the first half did not go up strong and hesitated because of the presence of Anthony Davis. And there was one time, I'm not sure if it was late in the first quarter or early in the second quarter, where I I don't remember if it was Curry either, but some warrior threw the ball away at half court. Anthony Davis grabbed the ball like a cornerback or a safety, just grabbed it out of the air. And again, the long arms able to do that. And he went all the way from half court, dribbled the ball himself for an and one. It was just Anthony Davis at his finest. As far as Patrick Beverly's start as a Laker, ooh, this really made my night, honestly. And I'm going to be a big-time hater this year. Sorry. I love Pat Bev at the end of the day, but I will, we can celebrate his Clipper career when he retires. Because right now, I can't stand him after the weak-ass Clippers comment. You know, I didn't mind his antics that much, even though they were extremely over-the-top for a playing game, even given the Minnesota shit and them not being, you know, having the most postseason success of late. But for him to go on the score, just, I don't even mind the scores table. I'm happy for him. But the whole comments after, weak-ass Clippers. Okay, buddy. Again, terrible game tonight. You know why? Because he took himself out of rhythm early in the game by having two fouls in the first three minutes of the game. He never found a rhythm. He also was taking contested threes. And the lot of, a lot of the Lakers shots overall in the game tonight were contested because the Warriors have much more versatility on defense and are able to switch. You know, they started Draymond Green on LeBron, but they were also switching Kevon Looney on him. And I don't think LeBron scored on Kevon Looney once in the entire game when he was isolated against him. And in the first quarter, LeBron was... I kind of liked that the offense was AD-centric. It was kind of more old school, like feed your big and play out of there. Because the other option is, you know, LeBron and AD pick and roll, but the Lakers shooting... 
is just not very strong. And LeBron in the first half, he just looked old and slower. He wasn't getting by anybody. He was the thing about it, he wasn't really getting by anyone all night unless he was in transition, but in the half court set, he doesn't even need to because once he gets a guy on his hip, he's so strong and he has really great usage of his body in terms of taking away guys' angles to go up for blocks. He goes right into their chest and literally moves them like two feet backwards. Like, it's unbelievable. As long as he's still fast enough to just get guys on his hip because he's not clearing guys anymore like he used to. I mean, back in the day, he used to just blow by guys with his first step. It was lethal. But now he's, you know, 37 and 38, and he still, I mean, looks like he's 33, you know? Just some of the, still the things he does. I'm just comparing him to his normal self. But in the first half, he was just shooting a lot of jump shots. And he was like 3 for 3 at the rim and 0 for 7 on his first 7 jump shots. And a lot of them were just contested threes. But Anthony Davis was playing so well that the Lakers, after the first quarter, were only down by 3 points, 22 to 25. And a big reason of that... And a big reason of that is because of the Warriors turning the ball over a lot, and Steph Curry just being cold in the beginning of the game. So the Lakers were giving him mid-range shots in drop coverage, and the Warriors were missing those shots to start the game, and Curry was just missing all his jumpers to start the game, even though he was getting his normal looks. But I will say, you know, Lonnie Walker, he was still trying to get over screens, and the defensive effort of the Lakers in the first quarter was pretty decent. You know, first, the adrenaline's high, and you know you're going to get some effort. If you don't get effort in the first game of the season in the first quarter, I mean, God. What are you playing this game for? But Second quarter is when you started to see a little bit of separation. And notice I haven't talked about Russ yet. I thought in the first quarter, I mean, he had his good and bad moments. He had a nice take to the basket and scored. Then there was another time where he missed a layup when he got right to the rim with his right hand. And then he missed an open three, which, again, you just think to yourself, this just isn't a great fit for Russ. Like, just being off the ball, spotting up for threes. You know, that's not what he was doing all game. I don't want to make make it seem like he was just a spot-up shooter all night. I actually think they were letting him bring the ball up, but mainly, mainly feeding it to Anthony Davis, which I, again, don't really mind. But it didn't feel like LeBron was really playmaking much in the first half. It's like when he got the ball, it was more like in positions to score, like a traditional small forward. And I thought he was doing okay. Like, he was still making some good passes, but the Laker bench and the Warrior bench, this is where we get into that. So the Lakers played, not counting garbage time, they had Kendrick Nunn, who played 23 minutes, Austin Reeves was the first Laker off the bench. He came in for Westbrook and got an and one early in the game. But other than that, had a pretty tough night. Just, again, the Warriors are just such a good team. They're the defending champions for a reason. And sometimes, you know, Reeves can still look a little young out there. Juan Toscano-Anderson got 14 minutes, making his return and his first game, his, I'm sorry, his debut against the Lakers and a return to the Chase Center where he received his ring. And boy, did those rings look nice. And then you saw Wenyan Gabriel. So... That's a nine-man rotation. And then you started seeing Matt Ryan. It's really a 10-man rotation for 18 minutes. But Matt Ryan was more desperation because he realized, Darvin Ham, that he's got no three-point shooting out there that's going to make the Warriors pay. And they weren't even getting many clear-cut looks because you think about what the Warriors are getting on offense. They're getting shots against drop coverage. So at the end of the day, they can still move the ball and get good shots. They have so many threats out there. And then... The Lakers, though, are playing one-on-one -on -one basketball in isolation because the Warriors have the ability to switch so many different guys onto people. And when you throw the ball to Anthony Davis, you're not getting as many screen actions, so they don't need to switch that pick-and-roll. It's not much of a predicament. It's more one-on-one, -on -one, Kevon Looney guarding AD and so on. But the Lakers, 
I mean, it's just a bad. It's just the Warriors are just a better team. What else can you say? And that quality started showing out as they went to the bench. Juan Toscano Anderson. You know, I talked about it last night. The Lakers lack two things: good three-point shooting and wing defenders. Now, Toscano Anderson is supposed to be a wing defender, and he was a high. He's a high-effort player, and he tried hard tonight. But he can't make. An, uh, I mean, his offense is just not very good at the NBA level. He can't hit open threes at a consistent enough rate. He was 0 for 3 tonight, and he got good looks on all of them. And then Austin Reeves was 0 for 2 from 3 tonight. The Lakers as a team were 10 for 40 from deep tonight, and not all of them were good looks either. The Warriors, though, really showing their depth tonight. And it's just a preview of what the season's going to be like. I mean, Draymond Green played 25 minutes tonight, Curry 33, Klay Thompson only 20. And Klay Thompson did say after the game he's on a minutes restriction to start the season. But... Listen to these names that the Warriors brought off the bench. I mean, you know the first guy off the bench is going to be Jordan Poole, who didn't have a very efficient shooting night, but he definitely positively affected the game. His threat on offense, he created a lot of shots for people. He actually had seven assists tonight, so there you go. Just two for nine from deep, but he came in and immediately, when the game was kind of slow in the beginning, hit a couple of jump shots. One step back against LeBron, and then another three in transition. But Dante DiVincenzo as well coming in. 22 minutes played for him. A new addition from the Bucks. You know what kind of things he brings. Solid defender. Can play, make, and pick and roll. Can knock down threes. Also, Jermichael Green. Former Clipper Jermichael Green. You know what he brings to the table. Pick and pop. Solid size. Can also score on the interior against a smaller defender. So those are three really quality bench players right there. And then I'm not even getting to Kaminga, Moses Moody, and the return of James Wiseman. And all of them impressed me tonight. The Warriors won the second quarter 34-30, to but they did look good in this quarter. And Dante DiVincenzo, you know, he came in, was able to play, make a little bit in pick and roll, hit some threes. And you just, the Lakers just kind of looked a little bit old. This is when you start to see they just looked a little old, but they were still in the game in the first half. That's one thing I'll say with the Lakers. They were still in the game. Even though LeBron was playing, was very inefficient and, the rest of the guys, the role players, weren't really doing much. AD was really carrying that load on both ends of the court in that first half. And then Westbrook was actually playing decently as well. He was shooting efficiently. He was 5 for 8 uh, to start that game. But Wiggins was hitting the mid-range in that second quarter. Wiseman's activity, though. It was really good to see James Wiseman back playing. And he was a great threat in the role in pick and rolls. He was active on the glass. And he even... You know, just was a presence out there. He's seven foot one or seven feet tall. You can't miss the guy. And he had some nice little finishes around the rim, little push shots, especially there was one really nice one in the second half. James Wiseman, eight points and seven rebounds on four for six shooting in 17 minutes in his return. Really impressive performance. Only thing for him, 0 for 4 from the foul line. Got to knock those down. But his activity was good. I mean, Kaminga, you know what he does. His athleticism, his size out there, his ability to put the ball on the floor. And then you also have Moody, who you didn't really see much from last season, but you're going to see him this season. He was hitting threes. Well, he hit a, th- a three, I should say. But he came in the second quarter. Uh, he only played eight minutes, though, Moses Moody, but I think he's going to play a good amount this season, especially when Clay Steph or Draymond load manage. He will play. Only played eight minutes, was two for four with five points. But Jermichael Green, you know... <laughs> A guy who can hit the open three, and it was weird. He had a little down year shooting the ball from deep last season, and LeBron, I think he that's the reason why he was kind of sagging off him, like he wasn't the Jermichael Green of old. 
and he was burned twice. One in the first half, once in the second half. And, and LeBron and Westbrook, I didn't see anything special from them on defense today. I always talk about it. I think they have to play defense for the Lakers to be in the chance, have a chance to have a good team this season as a as a unit. When I, I when I say good team, I mean avoid the play-in. So LeBron, especially, was really just roaming on defense, just kind of sagging off his man, doing that typical shit. Got a lot of rebounds though, as a result, and some of them were good rebounds. I'm not saying he was like stat padding his rebounds. But he did rebound, and so did Westbrook. I will give them that. But defensively, I didn't see enough from them. The score was 59-52 to at the half, and Steph Curry was just not hitting at all. But towards the end of that first half, he started putting on a clinic, moving without the basketball. He was 1-for-8 to start the game, but then he was really catching Austin Reeves on back cuts. And you just saw, I mean, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, their facilitating ability. Steph Curry just showing guys what you do when your shot's not falling, even as a smaller guard, taking advantage of the fact that the paint is open these days. The Warriors can spread you out on offense. And Steph Curry finishing beautifully around the rim. But the Lakers are just too small. Like, they had a lot of lineups out there with three guards. Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, and Kendrick Nunn all out there at once. Or replace Westbrook with one of those names. Or Beverly with one of those names. And it's just too small when you have other teams like the Clippers the Warriors Celtics I mean when you really talk in contenders and even even the teams like the Pelicans like they're going to be able to switch a lot more and, and force the Lakers to play or I'm sorry not the Lakers force teams to play in isolation more the Lakers they're too tiny and you know to finish off in the first half I mean LeBron did still have some nice drives especially in transition he had one nice drive on Jordan Poole in a half court set in the first half, Russ had some decent shots going to the basket. Even had one nice turnaround over his right shoulder where he stopped on a dime in the middle of the paint or around the restricted area, I should say. But yeah, Curry killing on back cuts towards the end of the half. And AD was starting to settle a little bit towards the end of the half as well. But one thing I really noticed from Steve Kerr tonight is that he's going to really limit Draymond, Steph, and Clay. I think, at times. He's going to go large stretches without them in the game. And that's just all part of the plan to develop these guys. I mean, they have so much depth with all these younger players that they can afford to have those guys on the bench and really save them for the long haul and really manage them and hope they don't get injuries because, my God, Modi, Kaminga, Wiseman, these guys are all going to keep getting better and all all you can, all you need is reps. You just need reps. You need time and the words are just so deep. They're right up there with the Clippers in terms of depth, no doubt about it. But the third quarter is when it all collapsed for the Lakers, and you know why. Third quarter Warriors, and it was in full effect tonight, starting with Klay Thompson to start that quarter. Seven points off the bat. One mid-range on an offensive rebound. Another mid-range where he was just, you know, coming off a screen, and the Lakers weren't switching. So you've got to either step up, and the problem is, you know, when AD steps up, they make those really nice pocket passes. Draymond Green gets to the basket or four-on-three reads. And it's just very tough because the rotating guys, the LeBrons, the Westbrooks, the guys off the ball, they have to worry about those three-point shooters. And so you're either giving up a dunk or a three, and that's the tough part about not switching. You really got to play that drop coverage defense really well. The big man needs to be in a nice position where he can either take away the the pass of the roller and deter the ball handler a little, a little bit, or even just get him to stall a little bit so the guy getting over the screen has time to get around it and get back in front. But you know what really helps with getting over those screens and making the job easier for the big? 
length, wings, which the Clippers have, which the Warriors have, which the Boston Celtics have. The Lakers just have a lot of smaller guards. And I don't understand why Dennis Schroeder is going to come back and think it's just the most pointless thing. Yeah, he's tenacious on defense, but it's going to be another Pat Bev, which who's more uncomfortable off the ball than Pat Bev. It's like Kendrick Nunn, I actually think, was one of the bright spots of the Lakers tonight. He was one of the only guys that was hitting threes. And he looked good in the preseason. So I think he's actually going to have a really solid season. He was 5 for 9 and 3 for 6 from deep with 13 points. But again, he's just small on defense. And I think he was trying. I think Lonnie Walker was trying too. But they're small on defense. And Lonnie Walker is going to be streaky too. I mean, he was 2 of 7 tonight. He didn't hit a 3. Missed all 3 of them. 5 points. 5 assists though. He had some decent moments. Um, Had this nice floater on a nice pick and roll with LeBron where he was the screener. And they blitzed LeBron and he hit a floater. But not too much to take from Lonnie Walker tonight in his 29 minutes of play. But the third quarter, yeah, Klay Thompson got the party started. Then he had three right after those two jumpers. And then you just saw Anthony Davis just kind of fizzle out of the game. Like, he just disappeared. It was kind of more the LeBron show in the third. And LeBron started getting going. But it was after the Warriors had kind of gone up 16. And the big big reason for that is Lakers were turning the ball over. Then Westbrook airballed the three really badly. He was baited into taking one, and he airballed it. Westbrook was one for three from deep tonight, so not horrendous. But... And Pat Bev was still stinking it up. He got his fourth foul right away to start the second half. And I think his third foul for the record was a little BS. And I also think LeBron, again, was not respected by the officials tonight. He did not get many whistles when he could have gone six, I would say six more free throws than he did. He only shot four free throws, which is insane. He probably should have got eight at least. And the, the, the loose ball foul on Beverly in the third quarter was a, I'm sorry, the third foul was just not a good one. But at the end of the day, you know how Pat Bev is, and I have no sympathy for him, you know? He can be a hack. But AD, yeah, he just fizzled out in that third quarter a little bit. LeBron started getting going, but the Warriors had already started to put it on. And Steph Curry started getting going as well. Andrew Wiggins was making some tough shots. It was just the quality of looks was so different. The Warriors can switch everything, make the Lakers play one-on-one, and the Warriors can come off screens for jumpers or rolls if AD overcommits. And it's just so much reliance on Anthony Davis when he's to play great. It feels like if he's going to miss games this season, the Lakers just are screwed. The, the West has gotten better, and the team is just not very good. Like, the roster, is, I said 9 seed, and I still stand by that. I'm not going to be like one of those guys that's saying, oh, man, I saw some tweets tonight. They have, the Pelicans have their pick, which I didn't even know about. But I saw some tweets tonight where people were saying, oh, man, Pelicans going to get Wembanyama because the Lakers going to be so bad. I mean, obviously, those are exaggerations. People are making knee-jerk reactions saying they're not going to make the plan. I'm not going to go that far. I still got them in that ninth spot. But their roster is just not very good. I mean, the Lakers' big three still scored tonight, and they got waxed. But again, they're playing the Warriors. So again, we need to also take that with a grain of salt. They're not on the Warriors' level. But it just shows how far they are from a championship team. Like, so far from it. Their role players are just very average. It's just not the moder- It's not the way to win in the league right now. Just a bunch of smaller guards and no wings and not much three-point shooting. But LeBron did start to get going in the third quarter, especially getting to the basket, and then finally started hitting some jumpers. Hit two threes in that third. But again, I, I don't mean to sound like a hater, but I know people are going to get sensitive because it's LeBron. But he scores a lot. Again, same story as last year. I tweeted it out. He's going to get his 30, but they're going to lose by 20. And it's filler points. It was a fake run made by the Lakers in the in the fourth quarter. It didn't really scare anybody. And I think a big reason why is because of the complacency of the Warriors. And also because, and that's natural complacency when you're up 20 plus. They were up like 25 points. And 
they also had a bunch of young players in while LeBron was still in, you know, AD, Russ were still in at various portions of that second half. And then all of a sudden, Steph Curry came in and just closed the game out. So it's just not very serious. To me, those are filler points. If he's not going to score them, either someone's going to score them and they'll still lose or they won't score for a little bit and they'll still lose. Like, it's no difference. It's not a real run to me. If you're scoring a lot, but you're not playing defense on the other side, if you're just trading baskets, and you might say, one man can't just play defense. Did LeBron play that much defense to you in the second half? So be honest with yourself. Like, he's scoring points when the defense lets his guard down. He did that a lot last season. Like, let's be real. Like, I'm not I'm not just saying it. Because the games against the Warriors, when he scored 50 last year, when he scored 50 against the Wizards, those were takeovers. Those were true takeovers, and they won the game as a result. Now, there are times where a guy can take over a game and still lose. That wasn't that wasn't the case tonight for me. I thought LeBron was solid. I saw he looks amazing for his age. We knew that. He's the best year 20 player ever. But that's not going to do it. You know, again, that stat line does not reflect how well he played. And I'll read the stat line in a second. But Anthony Davis also disappeared in the third quarter. It's just you can't be having that. And a large reason is turnovers. You don't get shots up if you turn the ball over constantly. But the Warriors, third quarter Warriors was in full effect. They outscored the Lakers 32-19. to And then in the fourth quarter, the Lakers made a little mini run. And by the way, I must say, Draymond Green and LeBron, like, talking and laughing during the middle of the game when the Lakers are down 23 is sickening behavior for me. Absolutely sickening. Like, if that the only level that that type of shit should happen to me is recreation. Like, ugh, it disgusts me as a competitive person. And I'm not saying they're not competitive. It's like... Your boys, but like I don't give a fuck if it was my best friend. We're not shaking hands when I'm down twenty. Like what do you what is this? Especially when you're playing for a bunch of people in terms of a fan base. I don't know. Laker fans, please tell me what you thought of that. If you don't care, that's all to you. I know a lot of Laker fans probably think that's weak shit. But anyway, Lakers getting blown out. LeBron, Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, they start doing some good things out there. Lakers brought in Matt Ryan to get some shooting in. And he was one for four from the field and one for three from three. I didn't see anything really from him that made me think he was decent. But the Lakers didn't give up. I'll give him that. LeBron, Westbrook, they didn't give up. And they both did a great job of rebounding. Westbrook had 11 rebounds. LeBron had 14 rebounds. And the Lakers only lost the rebounding battle by one. But they turned the ball over 21 times. Although the Warriors turned the ball over 18 times. So that's part of the reason why the Warriors didn't really put them away away. But again, we saw a lot of these fake comebacks from the Lakers last year anyway. And they did the same thing today. Anthony Davis came alive in the fourth quarter a little bit. But the second Curry came back in the game around like the six-minute mark, he finished them off. Like, and ones, amazing utilization of pump fakes at the rim. He hit threes. He had, I'm pretty sure he had a four-point play too. Like, he just had one of those little Curry flurries, and he did it so effortlessly, as the TNT guys would say. Shout out to the TNT guys for their extension, by the way. But it was the step closeout job. It's just like, I'm, I'm arguably the best player in the world. Time to close this game out because playtime's over. And that's exactly what he did. So those, those points, that fake comeback, it's not good enough. And I honestly don't think it was an effort thing for the Lakers. They just outclassed. They straight up outclassed. I think Westbrook and LeBron could be putting a little more effort on defense. That's what I'll say. And AD could have been more aggressive in the second half. But overall, the supporting cast was the biggest thing that stuck out to me. It's not a good supporting cast at all for the big three and that's what happens when you're so salary tied up with the Westbrook move so again the Lakers made their bed with that trade and they're gonna have to continue to lay in it but do I think it's gonna get better yes I think Darvin Ham has the right idea I just think he has a really tough job ahead of him but that was that Patrick Beverly 
didn't do shit in his debut, and that really makes me happy. But it was the 635 mark, just for clarity, where Andrew Wiggins came in for Jordan Poole, Steph Curry came in for Klay Thompson, and the Lakers got it down to 87-100, but they had a crucial turnover with 530 left. They had they got a steal, I believe, and they were on a fast break, and it was LeBron and AD. They could have cut the game down to 11, and it really felt like the Lakers were maybe going to make it a real run. And LeBron passed it too hard and too far ahead of AD. But you can still make the argument AD maybe should have caught it. And it went out of bounds. And then Dante DiVincenzo made a three on the next possession. And it made it 103-89. to 89, Or 103-87. to 87, And it was basically done after that. The Lakers got it down to 12. But Steph Curry, that's when he you know, made a basket. Or made a three. Made a basket after LeBron answered Curry's three back. And then he made another three. I'm sorry, I think it was the f- and one three. Yeah, it was the four-point play. So Andrew Wiggins also put his cherry on top of the Sunday to end the game with some amazing step backs and a cu- two threes in a row. He was hitting some tough shots, and it's just amazing what Andrew Wiggins does for this Warriors team. He's the second best player on the team, in my opinion. He was last season when they won the championship, and he was really good tonight. The Lakers did outscore the dubs. 38-32 in the fourth. And there's a couple of time, there were a couple of times where Kendrick Nunn twice. Good shout out to LeBron. He made some good passes up the court. Kendrick Nunn scored on the on the Warriors twice after made baskets, which Steve Kerr is gonna be irate about in film session. I can guarantee you that. But the field goal percentage for both teams, Lakers shot 43%. Warriors shot 45.5%. Lakers shot 25% from deep, 10 for 40. Warriors 35.6%. 16 for 45, so they didn't even shoot that well from three. From the foul line, Lakers 19 for 25, 75, 76%. Warriors 17 for 23, 74%. So not much difference there. Not much of a rebound disparity, 48, 47 in favor of Golden State. 31 assists, though, to the 23 of the Lakers for Golden State. You just know how well they move the ball. It's much less stagnant. LeBron and Russ, they hold the ball too long, and they still had those moments again tonight, in my opinion, even though they scored well. And 27 points off of turnovers for the Warriors. Um, Taking advantage of the 22 overall turnovers. I said 21 for the Lakers, but it was actually 22 overall. The Lakers, though, however, scored 27 fast break points to the Warriors' 17. So that's actually kind of impressive. But there you have it. The Warriors win it 123-109 to on opening night. Second straight year where the Lakers and Warriors have played on opening night. This time it was in San Francisco. The Warriors led by as many as 27 in the game. And I also want to say, I don't know if it was the sound on TV, but Chase Center didn't sound very loud tonight for a ring ceremony, especially considering the Warriors fan base. The Warriors fan base is like loud as hell. So, I don't know. Maybe it's the corporate freaking shit. You know what I mean? Man, am I lagging right now, guys? Let me know if I'm lagging right now. Because sometimes it's lagging on my end. But, yeah, I'm thinking, is it maybe the corporate scheme? A scheme? No, Jesus. The corporate scene where you got a bunch of just rich people and it's not the true fans that are loud? But I don't know. 123 to 109. Warriors go 1 and 0. Lakers go 0 and 1. And even though I'm not going to talk about that game, the Celtics did win tonight against the Sixers, 126 to 117. I'm going to watch that. I heard James Harden was good. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown putting up 30 plus each. Looks like 
email no no email no problem i think the players are so self-motivated i mean that celtics team is young and they just lost in the finals so they don't need any more motivation than that and also because of the the email stuff and people saying that oh it's gonna be a distraction i would be even more gun-ho to be like yeah we're not we're gonna show them that doesn't even fucking matter we're, we're nice and malcolm brogdon i heard played well today so i'm interested to watch that game even though i still stand by my stand by my pick philly's gonna finish first in the east but it could obviously be boston and I'd rather it be Boston and Philly because fuck Glenn Rivers and Plumber Jim. But that's it for the Laker game tonight, guys. Uh, let me think about any last words. You know what? I'm going to check my Twitter feed to see if I missed any um, any comments that I made on Twitter that I should have made in the game. Let's see it. I'm sorry, that I should have made on the pod, which is still going on. seems like I've said everything. Also, oh yeah, main takeaway. If the Clippers don't beat the shit out of the Lakers on Thursday, I'm going to be really pissed. This, this team is not good. They're going to play better than this probably, but man, we should beat them up. I know it's the home opener and they're going to have their fans there and Laker Nation's going to be trying to, you know, get behind the team, but Clippers got to beat them up. We are too good. We should be fired up. This is a championship run for us or it should be that mentality and they should absolutely look to beat up on this slow old and unathletic team that the Lakers have. But that's it for me tonight, guys. I'm now going to go to the live subscribers waiting oh so patiently in the chat. Super chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. Peace out. Have a great night. Hope you enjoyed. We're going to be back on Thursday for the Clippers, Lakers, and the Bucks. I don't know if I'll be able to watch that game because I have a commitment. Bucks and... Is it the Sixers again? I think it's the Sixers. But, or is it the Nets? I'm not sure. Whatever it is, I'll maybe I'll maybe watch it. But I'm definitely going to watch games tomorrow and talk about some new teams like New Orleans, Minnesota. I'm excited. So I'll, I'll give you guys a good breakdown, probably like 40 to 50 minutes on Thursday. So now we're going to go to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat. Peace out.